Hi, this is Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. Give us four minutes and we'll give you a great audiobook recommendation. I'm Michelle Cobb, publisher of Audiophile Magazine, filling in for regular host Joe Reed as we dive into best audiobooks of the year. With me today is Robin Witten, founder and editor of Audiophile. Hi, Robin. Hey, how are you, Michelle? Doing all right. How are you? This is very exciting launching this today. So we've got to reveal the selections now of the best of the year. Exactly. We have selected the best audiobooks of 2018, which is about 50 audiobooks getting this prestigious award from the more than 2,000 audiobooks that we reviewed this past year. We select the best in nine subjects, and we have chosen great books, and each is an exceptional listening experience as well. So we're going to talk today about the best fiction audiobooks. We will read them all off, and then we're going to get into a little bit of detail on two of them. But don't worry, all the winners and links are in our show notes, so you can refer to them in case you can't write this all down quickly. So Audiophile's best fiction choices for 2018 are Clock Dance by Ann Tyler, read by Kimberly Farr. We have a YouTube video of this that you can see on our blog. Oliver Loving by Stefan Merrill Block, read by Michael Crouch. And I'm actually going to be talking with Michael on an upcoming episode. Transcription by Kate Atkinson, read by Fenella Woolgar, which we did a podcast about uh, in September. Washington Black by Essie Dugin, read by Dion Graham, which I had the pleasure of speaking about in an earlier podcast episode. And we are going to talk about two from the list, as I mentioned. Which one is first, Robin? Well, the first one we'd like to spotlight is Circe by Madeline Miller, read by Perdita Weeks. And I have to say, Circe was one of my favorite listens all year. I am a great fan of Greek mythology, and I read Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller in 2012, and that's a retelling of the Siege of Troy. So when I saw Circe, I jumped on it, and I've always loved the Odyssey. You remember this myth, Michelle. This is the one where Circe lures Odysseus's men to her island and then turns them into pigs. But this is a twist. This is an interesting twist because uh, Madeline Miller takes the sorceress into a first-person account, and that helps. It makes Circe much more real and human, especially in Perdita's lovely British voice. She really involves us in Cersei's emotional intensity and in her humanness. So I'd really like to play a clip. And in the clip here, Cersei has just discovered how to use flowers as a potion to transform any creature. And she's about to try it on a mortal named Glaucus. So let's listen. It is hard to describe what happened next. A knowledge woke in the depths of my blood, it whispered that the strength of those flowers lay in their sap, which could transform any creature to its truest self. I did not stop to question. The sun had passed the horizon by then. Glaucus's lips had fallen open as he dreamed, and I lifted a handful of flowers over him, squeezing. The sap leaked, gathered. Drop by milky drop, I let it fall into his mouth. A stray bead landed on his lips, and I slid it onto his tongue with my finger. He coughed. Your truest self, I told him. Let it be. Wow, what a voice she has. 
Yes. I mean, it's really, (laughs) I feel like I'm about to have this potion put on me. Well, thank you for that. And what's the other title from our best fiction list that you wanted to give us some insight in today? Well, the other one is quite different. This is Warlight by Michael Ondaatje. I'm glad we selected it because it works so beautifully as an audiobook. It's narrated by Steve West, so that's another British voice, and again with a first-person novel. But the story is set in what seems a very real post-war London. And, you know, I think Steve is quite brilliant at immersing us in the mysteries of memories. Some of them here in the story are real and some of them are imagined. Because in Warlight, we hear a young man recalling details of his adolescence after his parents left him and his sister and later when he discovers that his mother is a spy. So Steve does what the best storytellers do and what I always appreciate in an audiobook. He disappears into the story, becoming the voice who gives us every curious detail and then also inhabits all the different characters. So I'd love to listen to a clip with you. This is at the time when Nathaniel and Rachel's parents have just broken the news to them that they're going away and leaving the children behind. I was 14 at the time, and Rachel nearly 16. And they told us we would be looked after in the holidays by a guardian, as our mother called him. They referred to him as a colleague. We had already met him. We used to call him the Moth, a name we had invented. Ours was a family with a habit for nicknames, which meant it was also a family of disguises. Rachel had already told me she suspected he worked as a criminal. The arrangement appeared strange, but life still was haphazard and confusing during that period after the war, so what had been suggested did not feel unusual. We accepted the decision, as children do. What I like about this clip is the sense of emotion that Steve really brings to the moment. Yes. I don't think that's news that any young person would want that your parents are about to leave. Very interesting. Well, thanks. It certainly makes me want to listen to this one as well. That's the problem with Best of the Year, isn't it? I then have all of these titles laid out and not enough time to listen to uh, all of them. Well, there's a whole year's worth of listening ahead. I look forward to it. So tomorrow, we'll still be talking about this best fiction audiobooks category with our guest, Michael Crouch, who was the narrator of Oliver Loving. And you can check the show notes for details on these audiobooks. And of course, browse our entire list of 2008 best audiobooks at audiophilemagazine.com. This has been Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. Audiophile Magazine.